How was the new offensive line adjusted to taking over a bigger role? Yeah, I think the um, the new guys on the offensive line have practiced hard all week. You know, we've had two really spirited practices and full pads to get that work done, and, you know, they needed that. And uh, they've stepped up, and just as important as the next group, you know, like the next group of guys. And, you know, really excited. Like, again, I don't want anyone to get hurt, but – as I said to the team, thank goodness last week Justin was prepared and, and Henry was prepared and Malcolm was prepared. So, hey, Tyler Canock, you need to be prepared. And Jacob Hood, you need to be prepared. And Gunner and Sam and all those guys, Joey Mancino, all, all those guys are prepared. So, uh, good week. Excited for them to go compete against a, a great defense. How often do you, do you um, coach the scout team defense yourself? Yeah, I've done it pretty much my whole career. Um, you know, I, I like to... Uh, have those connections with those guys. Um, you know, there's been some years where I do one day defense, one day offense. You know, I just think it helps me really identify uh, young players. And I, you know, I'll sit there and be like, why is Kane over here? Get him up with the defense. Why is James over here? You know, why is Sua? Why is Vincent? You know, um, if left to their own devices, offensive coaches will make the guys just run cards and stand here and get blocked and they won't become good players. So I go over there and say, don't listen to them. <laughs> go do this and go do that. So. Uh, on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, at least. So I enjoy it. It's a way for me to, you know, I used to be a pretty good football coach before I was a head coach. And so I, it's a way for me to go do some football. Have you always kind of had that practice of, of you know, being willing to call up guys in season or position change in season? Or, or maybe where did that come from? Yeah, I think when you are when you go to a place like Temple and, um, you know, you don't have all five-star recruits, you better figure out what you have, man. I, I look at my, you know, my dad was a, my dad was a high school teacher and coach as well as a minister. Uh, my uncle was in the Pennsylvania High School Coaches Hall of Fame. You know, when you're a high school coach, they're, they're, they're the, I think they're the greatest coaches that there are. They've been youth coaches. They, you take what you have and you figure out how to win with it. Um, you see who's walking up and down the halls and try to get them out for football. <laughs> and so um, that's what, you know, my, my first year at Baylor, Ish Wainwright, who was the starting power forward, came out and played tight end for us, caught two touchdowns for us, went and played in Europe. Now he's playing in the NBA. Um, so, you know, we're going to take, we're going to do everything. You know, when you kind of go to the NFL, you think it's different. It's not. Like, you, someone gets hurt, you bring a guy in on a Wednesday, and you got to teach them, hey, we need you to play. And Christian went to the 49ers on Thursday and played on Sunday. So um, it's a very adapting mindset. we got guys like Jeremiah Charles. Hey, I need you to know I need you to know receiver and corner. Jay Fleeks, I need you to know receiver and running back. So um, wait for guys to get on the field. Is that kind of how it felt with James last week, like bringing a guy in at the last minute and, and saying, okay, now you need to be ready for the weekend? And, and has he been able to – learn a little more James Williams yeah yeah really really I think I think this is a little different I think his honestly Mitch is like he has terrorized us on that trade team um he is he's a he's got a really nice pass rush and um you could bring him up full time and have him play five six plays a game you know maybe earlier in the year and I think he said it which I would you know he he struggled with some of the things we ask of the guys in terms of you know, I think he said I run a tight ship, you know, asking him to be on time and go to class and all those things. I think that he struggled a little bit with that, just the adjustment, but he's he's really hit his stride. I'm really proud of him. And so for me, um, James, he's just earned his way into these reps, you know. And so um, we have other guys who can, you know, do the other jobs. It wasn't like he came up because there was an emergency or there were some injuries. Again, you know, we played Sue in two games. Like, I want those guys to be available when needed. Um, and um, James, you know, I don't know if this will be a game for him again. You know, it might be because of, you know, Purdue's dynamic passing game. Um, but, he, you know, if, this, if we were facing, 
you know, a, a two-back run game, I don't think James would have a super role. So I just think he just fit a need, a, a need and the coaches did a great job. Tony did a great job of finding a role for him. Yeah, they, they, they can do both. Um, you know, they, they're still practicing at corner. Uh, Bryce will do both. Bryce will practice at corner and at receiver. Um, you know, we uh, you know we have fleeks who can do multiple things. So um, you know, we have we have we have some guys kind of doing both. But Jeremiah is meeting both positions right now, uh, just as sort of an emergency guy. And then we have. You know, we have we have guys that are you know really good players that are just waiting their turn. You know, we have you know we have Baron Miles, we have we have Tavion Thompson, we have Roman Mangini. We have guys that you know, you know people haven't really seen yet, but can go out there and get the job done. Elliot Brown. So it's a mix of all those guys. I know you always challenge your special teams to give you an edge, but as you've gone through this league and you watch this league, how, how good do you have to be there? At, you know, taking advantage of pinning a team deep and when you have those moments and all that stuff. Yeah, I think, you know, especially in games like this week where the weather could be a factor. I mean, you want to play great on the special teams. Purdue has dynamic kickoff and punt return games. Um, they blocked a field goal against Iowa in the crucial times. You know, they're, they're excellent on special teams. You know, we've, we've made some, some good plays on special teams, pinning the ball down. Tommy with the kickoff return last week. You know, but we're also missing some opportunities. We had a punt blocked last week. We missed it. So we're just going to continue to try to get better at it. Um, but, yeah, I think in, in the Big Ten, you know, it is kind of a field position league. Just getting used to it, there's a lot of rugby punters in this league, you know, so a lot more uh, rugby punters than not. So just going through this full cycle, seeing everybody, we're not a rugby team. So sometimes it's hard for us to game plan the opponent, you know. So I just think, you know, uh, Ed's done a nice job of kind of building that book of business. And you, you think about it, the, the, the injuries you have, like just take Tommy Hill. Tommy Hill gets hurt. So someone steps up, which means now there's a ripple effect down onto the special teams. And so that's why, you know, we, we spend a lot of time on it. We practice the twos and we practice the threes so that when guys have to step up and be ready, like Ramirez Stewart went in and played last week on special teams. Um, um, you know, guys fill in the void as we have injuries. But I think, I think special teams are vital. They'll be really vital this week. You know, we're down our starting kick returner. We're down our starting punt returner. Those are, those are big things. So the other guys have to step up. Who is going to work there, you know? Uh, yeah, Alex Bullock will return the punts, and Josh Fleeks, and those guys will be the kick returners. With Alex Bullock, we always ask about the freshman receivers, but he's, he's new to being a starting receiver this year, and I think he's logged about as many snaps as most anybody on offense. How have you seen him, you know, develop into his role? Yeah, Alex, an ex Alex is an excellent player. Alex has figured out along the way that he's an excellent player. Alex can do, do it all. Alex has great long speed. You know, sometimes people might not realize how fast he is. He's a fast player. He's got great ball skills. He's competitive. Um, I think I, I haven't done a good enough job talking about Ty Han and the things that he can do. Like Ty Han single-handedly affected the game last week with a couple blocks that sprung some runs that we needed. Uh, he can make catches in the passing game. He's fast. He's explosive. He plays really well on special teams. So um, as I've talked a lot about young I probably haven't done a good enough job of talking about those guys, but, but they're excellent players, and you know we need them to play well for us. Can you, can you speak to the development of Evans Jenkins in particular since you've been here, and then maybe the the challenge, I guess, of you know being guard center and kind of having to, to do both of those things? Yeah, I think Justin um, Justin is uh, um, a smart football player, and he's really tough. He's explosive. You know, there was a time where I said like, you know, at first you know we were kind of hey, what's our D line depth going to look like? I thought about maybe hey, can he play nose too? You know, I was kind of one of those guys I was looking at both ways because he is so athletic and explosive. But he's just kind of an old school tough guy. You know, whatever you ask him to do, you know, he's, he's the he's the shield on the punt team. He's the jumbo tight end. Um, you know, got in got in uh, versus um, 
on the bye week because Piper was down with an ankle. And so he got in on the bye week and really did a nice job at guard. And so um, I just think he's a tough guy that, 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 that knows what to do. That switch from going to guard to center, that, that's difficult, right? You know, you got to kind of get some snaps and, you know, especially this week when you have a zero nose on you. So, you know, obviously Ben got dinged up in the last game. You know, he's good to go, but Justin has to be ready in case his number is called to step in at guard at any moment. So uh, he puts a lot of time in. The good thing about playing guard is you really have to understand the whole picture, so that can really help you. Excuse me, at center, so that can really help you at guard when you slide over. This being kind of a younger team, how important is that process of kind of similar to police fast learning how to win when you're not at your best, kind of similar to Northwestern? Uh, well, I thought the defense was at their best, you know, so I, I, I'm always very careful of, like, saying those superlatives, right? Like, to just you paint pictures, right? Like, to me, um, um, you know, the thing that I want them to understand, because, you know, eat, like, we played dominant in some areas on defense, but we gave up 130 yards rushing. That's unacceptable. We didn't have a fourth quarter shutout. That's unacceptable. We didn't win the turnover battle. It's unacceptable. So it's, like, I don't, and I respectfully, I don't try to think, like, good and bad. I think about, like, hey, what was up to our standard? What was not? And even on offense, like, you know, like, you know, it's like, oh, the offense kept putting the ball. They, they put it, yeah, they, it, was, it wasn't good enough. There were four plays like that. There was a lot of other plays that were, were good plays. And so I've got to get rid of those four plays, but I also want to build off of the run Emma Johnson made or the catch Malachi made. So um, the danger, and it goes back to Bill Parcells, used to talk about the psychology of results, and there's really four things, you know, to it. But one of them is, like, when you don't play at the level you want to play at, when you don't play well and win, um, sometimes you start to think, hey, well, I can just, I can win. And that's why you hear me say I don't care about the score all the time. Obviously, I want to win, but I care about how we play. There's a standard, right? Like Ron tells a story about Nebraska beating UCLA and him being happy in the locker room and all the veteran coaches on this staff being irate because they had five turnovers and they just didn't play to the standard, even though they beat number two UCLA. That's obviously a high-end example of that. But I, I want all the players to understand that, you know, when we win the game, we feel happy, right? Um, it's an emotional feeling, but we just come in very methodically. Like, what did we do well? What did we not do well? We don't listen to, oh, we stink. We, but we also don't listen to, oh, we're great. We just stay, like, right here, you know. And so, I mean, I'm not helping it by letting them put out that TV show every week, right? You know, I, that's not really my type of deal to do. You'll never see me do it again probably after this year. But, you know, we're trying to let recruits and people see inside the program and all that. But um, it's just got to be, like, very, like, just day by day, you know, just 1% better. Um, but if you're not careful when you don't play well and you win the game or you don't play up to your standard, you'll start feeling like you have a right to do that, and it's, it's, um, it's deadly. So we're fighting that. And I'm proud of the players because they're the first ones to say it's not good enough. No fourth quarter shutouts. We've only done it once this year. We're minus eight and we're four and three. That's stupid. It's absolutely stupid. Um, and you know what? You say all oh, those first three. We were minus six at the first. That means we're minus two in the last. So, like, we got to get it, like, get it corrected. And that's both sides. Like, take the ball away. You know, we won the turnover battle in one game, La Tech. We tied it in Northern Illinois. Like, fourth quarter shutout, we scored 52 points in the fourth quarter. We've given up 51. So there's a lot of room for improvement. What are the biggest challenges just as a whole that Purdue's going to pose to you come Saturday? Well, I'd say, you know, I'd say Burke's card. <laughs> uh, you know, the, the, the run game. I mean, they're, 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 the, they're the, I think they're ranked right now the sixth best offense, right? They're the fourth best passing offense. Like, they can score points, and they're explosive, and, Listening to coach, it sounds like they're like they're healthy. Like you know, I wouldn't have known that they weren't healthy. But um, those types of teams have kind of bothered us at times, right? That spread tempo, you know, run this way, double slant backside, throw the ball up. You know, those things have, you know, those things have La Tech, you know, move the ball against us. And so um, they move the ball against a lot of people. You know, you, we beat Illinois. We were excited, right? They beat them 44-19. So that offense is scary. Um, the return game, the returners are scary. Um, 
you know, they have three back now, so he's obviously going to be in the mix. So they have dynamic players in those areas. And on defense, you know, Coach Walters, I mean, they're going to get off the bus and they're going to play man and they're going to pressure us and they're going to blitz us. And, you know, um, we're going to have to we're gonna have to make some plays and pick those things up with a new, you know, a new group on the offensive line. So um, it's an even matchup. This is a great game. This should be a great game. It should be a great game right down the wire. Um, and we'll, we'll just try to play our best to get to the fourth quarter, try to make one more play than the opponent and hope that we win the game. Did you make them clear that stuff? through you that they put on the TV show? Yeah, you know, it's kind of fun. That, 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 like, my man Jay Litt, so, so we have C.J. Campbell, Warren, Jordan Litton. They're awesome, right? They're awesome. So I told them, like, hey, run with it. Run with it. But, like, show it to me. So, okay, there's something I don't want on there. Like, they had some things, like, they had the Sunday practice. They had a lot of things on that Sunday practice before Illinois. And I said, hey, let's put that out in the offseason. You know, I, what I don't want is the guys feeling like, hey, they do something on Saturday and the next week it's on TV. And so then you start getting cautious of that. So, um, but yeah, they, they're the creatives. I mean, they're awesome. I, you know, they, 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 um, they really, really, they understand the ethos of the program. They understand what we're trying to get done and I trust them. You know, I, I trust them completely. So, you know, literally like I jumped up on that crowd surf and that surfing thing last week. And I, as I was saying, get down, put me down, please. Cause I didn't trust, I didn't trust myself to land on my feet. I could know. I was like, well, Jay, let's going to send me that video here in a few minutes. So they, they are a great balance for me, who's kind of old school, and they're kind of like, hey, coach, let's let's do this. This will be fun. Mike Wallace does a really, really tremendous job for me, and, and, and they, they come to me with all kinds of ideas. And what I'll tell you, Mitch, is they do some, the same things internally. The highlight film we have every every Saturday right before we get on the buses is awesome. We, make, we send, like, highlight films out on Thursdays and Fridays. Like, the old days of standing in a team meeting, showing plays, what I've learned is if I just send them a video, they'll probably watch that ten times, and they'll probably listen to me while they're thinking about what do we have next. So I try to do some different things with them. But, uh, yeah, it's been fun. It's, you know, I normally would, like I said, I wouldn't really wouldn't do those things. But when my family was in Carolina, they kept every, they were always looking for, like, when's the next video coming out? Because they wanted to be a part of the program. So I started thinking about all the Husker fans and all the recruits and all the families. And I'm so proud of our team with the way we work and the way we do things. I want them to see the fire <laughs> that, we, that we are under each week. Because for me, this is all about process. I just told the team we have 29 days left in the season. Like, what can't we do for 29 days at a high level? 29 days. That's it. Like, like we could do anything for 29 days. And so I just want them each day to try to get a little bit better for 29 days and see if we can't uh, earn ourselves, you know, a chance to play another ball game or so. So um, I don't know if they kind of went on the spiral there. I'm sorry. But um, that's – that's uh, I'm really grateful for the people that work in the, in the football facility. Anybody else? All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Coach.